0: We never just, I guess we do, like assume we're going to do another one. You know what I mean? After 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 this many years, you're like, when we finish a record and it, it does its thing, and then we, me and Matt, kind of look at each other and we're like, well, what do you think? You know, do you want to do another one? And we're always like, yeah, sure, let's do another one. Why not? So yeah, we just try to keep pushing it, pushing ourselves.
1: What's up, everybody? It's Kefi of GhostcultMag.com, and I am once again joined by Human Furnace of Ringworm. How you doing, bro? I'm well. How are you? I'm really well. Congratulations on the new album, Scene Through Fire." Uh, it's out now everywhere. You know, super stoked for you. You know, first things first. I, I want—we've chatted before, but you know, I always—I'm always curious. You know, like especially with the hardcore roots of the band, whatever you want to call it, metallic hardcore. Hardcore uh, started as a DIY band before you were like signed you know, 30 years plus into a career, like, you know, the industry keeps changing and you keep plowing through touring, making new albums. Like, how do you stay motivated in a, like a constantly shifting place?
0: Well, I mean, I I guess you could say musically, I mean, that's all Matt, Matt, like the music all starts with him. So we're all, we're all like, I guess you could say we're forever 16 years old. You know what I mean? We're mentally stuck there. So, you know, and we all do different bands. We all do different styles of bands. I'm in another band that's a little more rock and roll like Motorhead, Matt's in another, ba- a couple other bands that do other things. So we can get um, all the other stuff that we want to do. We can get that out there and and, and do that. Whereas for Ringworm, we can kind of keep that kind of pure to what we want to do with it. So it doesn't change too much. And we never felt the need to change it. I mean, we're still making the music that we like, that we want to hear ourselves and I guess other stuff changes around us, but we don't really give a fuck, you know? So, and, and, and and quite honestly, it's like, for me, um, you know, it's also a type of self therapy, you know, I get to, I get to scream my balls off, you know, at people all the time, you know what I mean? So it's like, I've come to, to depend on that outlet in my life, you know? So it's, we're all kind of lifers. So, and we still have fun. We still like each other, you know, after all these years and we could tolerate each other. When we go on the road, we have fun. The thing is we never made it. We never made it uh, our living. You know, we, we stay as busy as we can, which is quite busy for a band that doesn't do it for a living, but, um, we've never felt any pressure to, you know, to, 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 um, maybe change your style to uh, fit the times, you know, which a lot of bands kind of do, you know, we've always, we've done for fun, you know, and, uh, so it kind of keeps it pure in a way. And, you know, it's we're always of the opinion if it's not broken, why why bother fixing it? You know, yeah.
1: Ringworm are not trend jumpers, everybody. No, I
0: mean, you know, <laughs> we just we just do what we like to do. And everybody else has their opinions and their, you know, their theories and, you know, their, you know, how they how they describe us. But we just make music that we like. That's all.
1: Killer. I agree and I think you know what's interesting to me about seeing through fire is you know what you hit put it on it It sounds like ringworm, but I like that just like all your other albums. It's a part. It's not a rehash It's never the same song twice maybe you know tempos and riffs come and go but like it's always like an evolving You know the music yeah, I mean, changes it, the songs are you know fresh it sounds I love sure. this this record sounds as good as any of the recent stuff for sure
0: Thank you. Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean you know, to the untrained ear, to anyone listening to this extreme style music, it, you could say, yeah, it all sounds the same. You know what I mean? If you if it, you know, if someone from outside the scene will listen to it, they'll be like, yeah, OK. But people that listen to this style of music can hear the hear, you know, the subtle changes and, and things that we do that are different from record to record. Um, you know, we're not going to go we're not going to, you know, come out with a, a a record of ballads or, or you know, Clean singing, that type of shit. I mean, we're not gonna do that because you know we don't do that, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we try to make every record special, and it is because it every record to us is a big deal. It's like because we never, honestly, we we never we never. Um, I guess you could say we never just. I guess we do like assume we're going to do another one. You know what I mean? after after this many years, you're like. When we finish a record and it, it does its thing, and then we me and Matt kind of look at each other and we're like, "Well, what do you think? You know, do you want to do another one?" And we're always like, "Yeah, sure, let's do another one. Why not?" So yeah, we just try to keep pushing it, pushing ourselves. So,
1: right on. You talked a minute ago about purity, right? And that maybe that's what keeps the keeps the process of it pure. It's like this is the moment for this album. And uh, I think personally, like I, some of these are some of your best lyrics. My favorite lyrics. From ringworm some of them are on this record actually carved in stone death hoax thought crimes i have notes house of flies like these are some really really good use of lyrics and uh you know in terms of storytelling which is you know you can just be you know have a song that's just brutal for the sake of brutal but it's good when it comes with a little more attached
0: right you know every record lyric wise i uh I guess lyrically, I, I, I'm i always addressing the same things, so to speak. You know what I mean? But as you get older, your perspective changes on some things, you know, because obviously when we started this band, I was 17, 18. Now I'm 51. So I see the world differently a little bit. But for the most part, uh, I'm singing about the same things that everybody sings about. You sing about love. You sing about hate, loss, you know, depression. You sing you sing about the way you see the world around you, you know. Um, so that's kind of what I brought into this one. And, you know, lyrically, that's kind of where I'm at these days, you know, because I don't, uh, I don't sing about things that I don't know about. And I don't sing about things that, um, I don't try to preach to anybody. You know, it's not my, it's never been my thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is another record of just how I'm feeling about things at the time that I wrote, the time that I wrote them, you know,
1: I dig it. I dig it. And then in terms of touring, right, you guys tour, very you know frequently as heavily lately especially with the record coming and now out and uh what i see over the years is you get to tour with your peers and then you have up and coming bands like how do you feel about the current wave of you know either hardcore or metal bands have anybody impressed you particularly you've, um, you've been yeah. around the block a while
0: yeah i mean we don't i mean i wish we toured more um you know we, we try to do it as often as, as possible when it when it works. Um, and the past few years, we've been doing quite a bit, you know, obviously, uh, all the pandemic crap shut everything down for a long time. So that was not easy for any band to uh, work around, especially older bands, because, you know, you know, the older you get, the harder it becomes to do this, you know. So, you know, two years of inactivity. I mean, obviously, we were making a record during that point. We we're staying busy, but touring wise, it's hard to, you know, stick with it. But um, yeah, I mean, I like what I see out there. I mean, there's always, um, you know, there's, there's, there's bands that are doing, you know, something, something different. And then there's bands that kind of, um, you know, that are, they're doing things that are just as good, but they're kind of uh, really heavily uh, relying on, I guess you could say, um, I, um, I don't know how to word it, but there's bands that are just kind of going with the flow and doing, you know, what's current and they're doing it very well and then there's bands that kind of go outside the box and that's always been like that too and every couple of years bands come around that kind of change the genre a little bit and uh so as far as specific bands I don't really want to name any but but yeah in general there's I mean the scene's stronger than it really ever was i mean there's so many it's 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 a lot easier to do a band these days and it's a lot easier to get your music out there so you know, you're seeing a, just a just a, a an avalanche of music out there. That's you know, it's everywhere. So I mean, the scene's strong. You know, as far as extreme music goes, and it took a minute for like the audience to come back to 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 the scene to 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 live shows and stuff like that. But I think it's uh, getting back to where it was.
1: Definitely, it's still a little perilous. I feel like in terms of how expensive touring is, it always was, but it's very expensive now. Oh, yeah. And uh Danzig canceled a couple of tour dates because there was no bus for him. <laughs> like that blows my mind that maybe he doesn't even own it. He can't even own a bus, but maybe those you things know, are a fortune, diesel's a fortune, a sure. driver's a I fortune. Mean,
0: you know, for, for 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 an outsider, um, you know, it may be easy to think that bands are either just trying to be cheap or they're being greedy, but that's not really the case. I mean, in most at most times because expensing it's expensive to tour even on lower level because we still we still cruise around in a in a you know a beat-up van you know after 30 years you know what I mean but you know when you get to certain levels everything costs more everything costs a lot of money and bottom line is you have to come home and pay your bills so no matter who you are so it's tough I mean even for large-scale bands and small bands it's really tough to do so yeah you're you're right it's it's it, it, it's hard thing to do. And then you got, you know, the, the one way to make that up is to raise ticket prices and people don't like that. And it's, you know, it's a, it's an evolving thing and it gets difficult. So we'll see where it all lands. Um, from what I do hear is that a lot of larger venues are get rid are now getting rid of the, um, the uh, percentage, the merch cut that some clubs take. So I think that's a big thing for bands that's happening now. I think the constant pressure from bands and everyone talking about how that was not cool i think uh, a lot of venues kind of listened and said okay fine you know keep all your merch and that's kind of what keeps most bands afloat even large bands you know
1: i hope so man does it from your mouth to satan's ears because for real merch cuts are evil and don't really need to exist and never did need to exist there's no justification for it to me well
0: and and it's also one of those things like when you go to these large really large shows and you see like 50 dollar t-shirts and stuff like that and that's not really so much, you know, the band is like those merch cuts. I mean, if you, it costs them the same amount, probably even less to make a t-shirt because you're printing thousands, but you know, you're still need to make X amount of money. So the only way to do it is to sell these things for 50 bucks. I don't know if that'll ever go down. It's like, once, the, once you get to that point, you're not going to be like, Oh, well, we're not taking, they're not taking merch cut. We're going to drop them back to 35. Mean, people are so used to that. They're not going to drop them back down, but, it, it, you know, it's it's economics and it's, you know, but it's a good thing that these venues are coming around to that because it's really, you know, with everything being so much more expensive, travel, buses, hotels, food, the whole, you know, fuel, everything. The last thing I need is a, a venue taking twenty fifteen ten fifteen twenty 15, 10, 15, 20% of your merch because that's how you make a living.
1: Right on. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for sharing all that. And uh, yeah. I, I hope it does end or at least die down because especially the younger bands, but every band, it's just unfair in general, but yeah. yeah I, feel, I mean, I feel you know, you.
0: it's, it's, yeah, it, 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 um, I think it's seen its day. I, I think you'll see a lot of other venues kind of, uh, kind of uh, following suit with some of the other venues and stop taking merch cuts. Most, I mean, most of the smaller venues don't do that, but when you get into the larger ones, yeah, they always do, but, Hopefully that'll be, you know, that'll be a thing of the past.
1: Exactly. Live Nation, we're looking at you. Stop this shit. Um, in the interest of time, let's do a little track by track on Seeing Through Fire. and Whatever you feel like sharing, I'm sure our, our audience would appreciate it, as would I. Um, I'll run down the track names and you can just riff if you like. Whatever you want to discuss. So uh, obviously the title track kicks off the album. And that's yeah. first.
0: Um, the title track. Uh, what is that? That is uh,
1: seen through, through
0: fire, you know, basically, if you if you uh, if you kind of look at the world as the, I mean, it's always been this way, but even more so when you kind of focus on it, everything's on fire. You know, the world is on fire, really, whether that's literal or in your own personal life, you know, it's, you know, the old saying, if you're if you're if you're going through hell, just keep going. You know, and that's kind of what the overall arc of the album is, is like, you know, everything is fucked. Everything's fucking crazy. And you've gotta find a way to see through all this stuff or just keep going through it. You know what I mean? You gotta see through all this bullshit if you wanna to, wanna to try to make it out when in generally one piece. So that's in a nutshell kind of what that song is representing.
1: Alrighty. Carved in stone is the next track.
0: Carved in stone. Um that one's kind of um a, kind of t- a, a a little nod to like kind of how you're living your life now well um it'll kind of um it'll kind of um predict what you're going to leave behind when you're gone you know what do you what are you leaving behind you know like what kind of memories what kind of creativity what what have you created what have you done um what kind of lasting mark have you left on your friends or your family or, or everybody in general i mean some people don't really care about that which is fine but you know, I write songs from, from me. So, you know, it's kind of a, 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 little tip to, um, you know, kind of look at the way you're living your life now, because that's how what's going to, that's what you're going to leave behind, you know, Well, in the end, you know, you're, we all usually, we're all going to end up just, you know, a, a name on a tombstone. So, you know, what do you want that to mean to other people? You know,
1: right on, uh, probably my favorite title on the record is the next track. No solace, no quarter, no mercy.
0: Yeah, um, that one, um, that one kind of just um, kind of uh, encapsulates the way kind of humans from the get-go have, you know, have always been in constant um, constant struggle with each other, constant war, constant battle. It's just something that's ingrained in, in, in humans' DNA, is that there's always going to be aggressive streaks, there's going to be fighting, there's going to be, you know, I I'd call me a pessimist, but I mean, I, you know, I, I don't ever see a day, I mean, not that I'll be alive for any of this shit, but. I can't see a day where everything is peaceful just because that's not how humans are wired. You know, we're just, we're, we're animals. And that's always going to be the case, you know, as much as we try, um, there's always going to be aggression. There's always going to be violence and there's probably always going to be war. So that's kind of what that one talks about. It's, it's, it's a never ending struggle, you know, between at least, at least, uh, you know, knowing that that exists and it, it doesn't make it easier to, to get through life, but it just, sometimes just knowing, that that's the case helps
1: word. I agree. Death hoax is next.
0: Death hoax. Um, Well, let's see that one. That one's kind of, that one's kind of a song about tuning out. Like, you know, the the overall arching theme of this album is just kind of how, how shitty this world can be. And it's, it's a struggle between just wanting to on a personal, just tune out, you know, just say, fuck it to everything. And just, disconnect yourself from just about everything this all the social media bullshit even bands or to just do you know what I mean just completely cut yourself off from everything because sometimes that seems the easiest route to go but that being said you know there is a need for social interaction and and you want to uh you know you you still want sometimes want to be around people or at least connect somehow and that's a song about kind of struggling between those two things, you know, just like living in a world that you you often find really disgusting, but at the same time you 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 like it or you need it.
1: Noted. Uh, Thought Crimes, probably one of my more favorite tracks, is next.
0: Yeah, Thought Crimes is is basically um, it's about visual and, and the type of manipulation that every one of us, I mean, are 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 um victims to or um i've always been obsessed ever since i was young with advertising, you know, and I ever since I was really young, the way commercials are formatted, um the colors they use, the keywords they use, the music that they use, how it's all it's it's all manipulation somehow to get you to do something or to believe something or to feel something in general. And you know, the uh, over the, you know, and since people figured out that you could really manipulate people through this, it, it's just spread everywhere. So everything you see mostly is some type of agenda or some type of idea that someone's trying to get across to you. And obviously, that could be used for nefarious purposes. That could be used for just about anything. But we're all kind of being manipulated in a way. So it's really hard to see, especially these days, what's real, what what's true, what's not, um, and then try to find you know take all this crap that you're seeing. And filter it through any type of reason or rational thinking that you may have in your brain to try to come out on the other side with something that you feel is probably the truth or probably the correct way to feel about something. And that's very hard to do because you're getting bombarded, you know, manipulation and and all types of stuff. So it's it's uh, that's what that song's about
1: right on no lies detected there i was going to say i was telling some friends i went to see the first show on the metallica tour and the entire football stadium is like an ad for pepsi the building is an ad yeah, for I pepsi mean, you know, it's crazy I mean,
0: I mean, that's that's and that's that's on a grand scale and there's things that are just on stuff that happens on a day-to-day basis um everywhere you go on I mean, even on small scales even stuff that you don't notice you know what i mean i like i said i've always been obsessed with psychological advertising and just the way things go about like stuff that you'll never notice, but it's, I find it fascinating, fascinating on one hand, but also very, very, you know, it's like, Oh, it's very, a very disgusting type of, uh, I guess business you could say, but, uh, yeah, it's everywhere, you know, and there's not too, you know, there's no way of getting around it. It just is what it is.
1: Right on. Unavoidable truth is next.
0: Unavoidable truth. It's, um, that song is, um, I kind of fashion that like, because I see a lot of, you know, I meet a lot of people and you know that especially younger ones, you know, I'm not going to call out the whole a whole generation because that's not really a fair thing to do, but you know what I do see a lot of is is a lot of people that are almost it seems like they're afraid of just living, like regular life. Like there's hardships that everyone has to go through no matter who you are, how rich you are, what what class you come from, a- anything. So there's stuff that you have to go through. And I see a lot of uh, younger people that are just kind of scared of that. You know, they're scared of, you know, having to work, scared of having, you know, someone disagree with them, scared of, um, scared of social interaction, scared of like everything. So it's like people try to live in a bubble sometimes. And I often wonder like, you know, what's going to, how long can you live in that bubble before you can't? And then you're going to be faced with like all of life's hardships that you're not going to be mentally prepared to deal with. And that's that I, I see that a lot. And I often wonder like, wow, I'm like, you know, if you're say 25 or 26, and you're afraid of all this shit, what's going to happen when you're 45 years old, and you can't live at home anymore, or or you can't, you you, you can't live off a credit card anymore, or, or you have to do something to just to work to actually survive. Like, I'm curious to see how that's going to go, you know, at a certain point. But that song's kind of about that. It's like facing life's, you know, there's no safe spaces in life, you know. So it's like, it's about facing all that bullshit that you're going to have to at some point or other.
1: Reminds me a lot of advice my dad gave me as a kid. He was like, <laughs> you guys are all, this is like 35 years ago. He's like, you guys are all fucked. It's over. He's like, you don't. Know you can't, you wouldn't be able to make it through like what we did. He was not wrong. Still teaching me. Years later. I'm
0: an old, I'm not an old, Fuddy duddy, or right? anybody. I mean, I am old, so I do have some <clears throat> some kind of, I guess, traditional viewpoints on hard work and work ethics, and just you know, having to earn stuff and struggle for this and that. I mean, but uh, I don't see a, an overabundance of that in in the younger culture. Let's just say that.
1: Agreed. House of Flies is next.
0: House of Flies. Um, that one is basically about you know, I guess you know, keeping, keeping lies to yourself or keeping, keeping things that you don't want to deal with, or, you know, keeping stuff locked up inside for whatever reason you may have. And just, you know, having things bubble over eventually, you know what I mean? Like there's, I'd like to think that everybody keeps stuff inside that they don't want to either deal with or talk about, or, you know, you know, lot, you know, all types of stuff that just, Eats away at them from the inside out, and eventually they make their way to the surface in one way or another. You know whether it's how your personality is or all sorts of stuff. So that song's about just keeping things locked inside for a long time, and uh, the feeling of how it kind of could consume you and and uh, kind of rot you away from the inside out.
1: All right, you want it to is the next one.
0: Um. Well, you know that one is is, is a pseudo sexual song i guess um in a way it's it's um you know it's all about people that um you know and i don't i don't want to get misquoted on this but people that for whatever their situation is they they claim victimhood but they're nowhere near a victim because it's almost you're you're being a willing victim to something and uh you know and everything that that builds around that like it's you know it's um you want the, you you almost want the thrill of being a victim but you also like the rush of whatever is happening to you you know what i mean so you know for whatever reason maybe you don't want to accept that you are a willing victim you know what i mean so it, it's it's about that being being a willing victim to something
1: mm, right on uh mental decontrol is next what a great title should be a band name like a punk band
0: <laughs> right probably is. I don't know. I don't really think too much about song titles. So, but yeah, that one's just, you know, that's another really personal one. I guess it's just about, you know, uh, trying to keep it, It's a struggle for everybody, no matter how old you are, but just trying to keep a hold of your, keep your shit together. You know what I mean? Keep your, your faculties together and, and, you know, trying to um, cope with, you know, mental struggles, mental health, I guess how you want to call it. Granted, being, being my age, you know, mental health was, sometimes just another name for life. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people like my mental health, my mental health, it's like, well, what's wrong? Like, well, I have to go to work and I have to do this. Like, that's just called life. You know what I mean? So some people have trouble, you know what I mean? And, you know, a lot of the struggles that some people are having, um, that I hear that some people are having are just, to me, just seems like normal shit that you have to deal with, you know what I mean? It doesn't seem like, sure, it gives you stress and it gives you anxiety, but this is just normal stuff. Mental decontrol is about trying to cope with that. And sometimes being mentally unstable at times is the only way to deal with, with your problems, so to speak. Without, I, I, It's hard to explain, but you know it's a song about ment- decaying mental health. And sometimes, you know, you could use that as a shield, I guess, against life's problems at times. So um, it's about that mental health.
1: It, feel, it feels like these health. last two are very related because it's the same thing there's a lot of injustice in the world and if you're in a continuous state of victimhood you're not helping solve that injustice and it's the same thing there's a lot of people with grave dire mental health issues that we don't talk enough about and respect enough but then if everybody is on the spectrum and suffers some like we can't all be this sick. maybe we are all this sick i don't know but it feels right. like i mean, we can't are we all this sick maybe we had it wrong all these years or I don't know, like it's yeah,
0: you know, like degrees said, it all, of illness, right? It all, it all, all, you know, a, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these songs all kind of intertwine at some point. You know what I mean? Like all these concepts for these songs all kind of intertwine into one, one theme of, you know, like how, like the song title, like all kind of just, they intertwine. You know, each song uh, focuses on different parts, but in general, every song's about how fucking crazy everything is
1: fair yeah. enough yeah <laughs> uh yeah. as we get down the stretch here power and blood is the next to last track on the album
0: yeah that one's that one's fairly cut and dried i mean that's kind of addresses you know um how, how uh you know there there's people in this world that will make sure that there is endless war you know it's profitable obviously and they don't care about really who um who wins or who loses, as long as there's a constant war. And it's always going to be that. And for for reasons that, you know, for power or for wealth or riches or control, usually, you know, so that kind of addresses that because that's I I can't see that ever going away. You know, unless the whole planet goes away. We have a big asteroid that comes and takes us out. That would be the fairest thing. But um, yeah, that's what that song's about.
1: I'm personally rooting for the aliens to take us out, but that's well, me. Be
0: wild. Be uh, like one wild big,
1: thing. one big laser blast, and psh, gone everybody. That's what we deserve. I'd
0: like, you know, I'd like it to last a little bit so I could sell some T-shirts or something. Like <laughs> that,
1: you know, nice. And then the final you track. Know,
0: make a few bucks before the world.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Why not? What's that? I, I was gonna say yeah. Why not? Let's make let's make a buck at the yeah, end. Like, that's that's I also was here there.
0: for the end. And all I got was like, oh, this lousy right. T-shirt. That would
1: be the most American thing possible. Also, um. Yeah. <clears throat> Playing God is the final track on the record.
0: Uh-huh. Um, th- that one, uh, that one, that song actually was a late addition, a last minute addition to the album. Um, the album was pretty much wrapped up, and Matt kind of came into the studio, was like, "Hey, I got another song, and I want to put on there." And I said, "Cool," you know. And it kind of winds everything down. Obviously, um, it varies from the rest of the record sonically. It's 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 a cool down because the record never stops from second one. To the last note of power and blood, it is just fucking full throttle, hammer down. And then we thought that, you know, maybe at the end, you know, you might need a little cool down, something to kind of not wreck your car into a building or something, you know, maybe just get a speeding ticket or something, because it's pretty heavy, too. Um, yeah, that one is just, um, you know, it, it it covers like, I guess, a different spectrum or a different side of society's moral codes that... Um, are very interesting to me. You know, people have, it, for the most part, humanity across the board has a certain moral code. You know, whereas, you know you don't kill people, obviously. You know what I mean? You don't murder, you don't steal, things like that. But there's you know there's a flip side to that where people that are very cold, very um you know very a, a complete lack of compassion. You know what I mean? These and I find that whole um, spectrum pretty very interesting. You know what I mean? To see the world as just You know, just bags of meat walking around. You know what I mean. And it's a very interesting uh, concept. I mean, and sometimes it it honestly feels like, wow, that would be that would be great to feel like that. You know, because it takes so much problems out of life. But I don't. But I I find the whole I find it very um, I find it very interesting. You put that song on there.
1: It's a good. It's a fitting end uh, to a record full of bangers.
0: you know, we 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 struggled not, not mightily, but we we figured that you know, uh, so this, people get what they want out of this record, and if they want you know full blown speed and just get your ass beat, then you know before the last song they can pop the CD out and not listen to that last song. It's there. It's a, it's the last song for a reason. So it's like you can. It's not in the middle of the record to slow it down. You know, because it's a short record. So. All those songs have to be in order, and this one had to be last. So it could like you could use it as a cool down, or you could just not listen to it and go about your day in a fiery rage.
1: Nice. Well, I certainly prefer a chill track at the end to some instrumental open. Now, uh, yeah, I mean, that has know, changed over the years, but I feel. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. you know,
0: we we, you know, I often say that we're one trick ponies as far as what we do, and that and that's I don't mean that in a disparaging way because we know what we're good at. We know what we like to do and we know what what we have fun doing so we continue doing that now we inside our own little world we do different things different we've and over we have we've got eight other records where we've done different things you know but the overarching thing of each record we keep that the same but we you know we dabble in some weirdness and in different styles here and there um so that's fine but this record You know, we've made it with a specific purpose. I mean, we we realize we're not trying to make Dark Side of the Moon. You know, this is a record that is like it's short because it has to be short. The aggression level is so high that it has to be that short. And we knew that going into it like this is a fucking balls out record. When we listen to it, we're like, fuck, there's no breaks in this. There's no nothing. There's no slow tracks. There's no fucking anything. It's just fucking hammer time. And we were cool with that. We're like, fuck it. Let's just do that. You know what I mean? We have other songs that we could have put in there that were that varied. So maybe critics could be like, ah, yes, they're they're very dynamic now instead of, you know, every song's the same. But we don't really fucking care. We just made a fucking balls ripping album and we kind of knew we were doing that. So but with the with the last track, yeah, we're like, well, let's give them a little bit of a break and put this little. Slower, more you know, catch your breath type thing, and go have a nice day type track.
1: There you go for your social media people. Ball hashtag balls ripping album is your uh, <laughs> your quote there. Um, and for my video editing part buddy, my partner here, uh, okay. just for a, just for a final thing, man, what are you looking forward to for the re- the last stretch of the year, the last you know? Well, Q4? we got
0: we've got a three week tour coming up with Venom Inc. and this Band Satan, old old school um, Band Satan are pretty awesome. So we're looking forward to that um and then after that we we uh we have we're making plans right now to get out to the west coast we're from cleveland so we want to get out to the west coast we haven't been out there for a, quite a few years because you know we had a lot of plans with the, our 2019 album um Death because of my voice and then the world shut down you know and then the next thing you know we're making an album because at that tour for that and they didn't happen so we made a new record so now we're gonna try to jump right back on there and get out to the west coast finally get back to europe um hopefully japan and, i mean we're gonna really try to get as many places we can for this between now and you know next summer or whatever the whole touring cycle for this record and uh really give it hell and um see if we could come if we could survive you know see if we come back in one piece from all this shit and uh probably do it again yeah so we're, we're excited to get out there and fucking play some shows
1: get in the van crush rinse repeat it's i dig it uh human furnace yeah, thank pretty you for, much. thanks so much for catching up with ghost cult i appreciate you so much congratulations on the new album and i hope to see you on the road when you thanks get to you the right west coast left,
0: man. man yeah where are you from
1: i'm from the east coast but i live in san francisco officially so i'll see you when I'm you right get on. there
0: yeah i mean like i said plans are in the works and uh will be there probably it'll probably be maybe the beginning of the year or something like that but we're making everything's now that the records out everything's starting to fall into place and that takes a little time to figure out We got to plan our lives, and once we do, we'll be out there.
1: All right. We'll see you there, man. Bye, brother. Cheers.